welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today I have two special guests in the building. I have Jamonte, friend of the show, and I have Cass. Say what's up, y'all. What up, though? Yeah, what up? So today is going to be fun because I've always been wanting to get the male perspective because we're always running our mouth, especially when I have my my girlfriends on. So now today I get to have the male perspective of some of these questions that I have for them. Um, So how have y'all week been? It's been pretty good. Had a lot of days off this week, so I've just been relaxing. I'm supposed to be writing, but I just haven't been in the mood, man. I don't know if it's writer's block or just, I'm just not feeling it. What do you do to get yourself in the mood to do that? I usually have to force myself because if I stay like this, I'll just, I'm I'm like the king at starting stuff and ending up like feeling like, I, I don't feel like doing it today. Then today turns into yeah. a week, in two weeks. Uh, that, yeah, that, that sounds like me too. <laughs> <laughs> What about changing your surroundings? I probably should try that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of, especially in Charlotte, there's a lot of um, those like co-working places, mm-hmm. you know, like you can go and just have like just quiet spaces or whatever, but that might help. I have moments like that too, but now like I just have a routine. I have to have a routine with everything. So even if you do like one or two hours a day or force yourself to do an hour a day, you might need to try to do that, try to get some kind of routine. Yeah, I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Jamonte, how was your week? It's good. Very good. Busy as usual, but uh I'm not complaining. I'm here. Today I had lunch with um with Maddie and I talked about you because I was like, you know, how you've been uh bugging me to get you um some crystals. And then I told her, I said, Well, I'm probably gonna get him some some crystals for his birthday. She's like, Oh, when's his birthday? I'm like, August. She was like, Girl, I'm like, Well, their their gift <laughs> is this baby, and I don't even know. All day. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't think they're gonna get gifts anymore. But I'm like, we'll we'll see. But um, yeah, my week is pretty good too. I've been reading, knocking out some books, the usual. Um, yeah, haven't really been much of anything. So I'm just gonna roll into the motivational Monday. So for motivational Monday, I have a quote, and the quote is. You can't fall if you don't climb, but there's no joy in living your whole life on the ground. So for my Black Excellence this week, I saw a um, I saw a posting online and it was about LaMelo Ball. He's the rookie that plays for the Charlotte Hornets. And it was talking about how he donated 500 blankets to Tent City. So I went out to eat the other day with my sister and I had never, Jamonte has spoken to me about Tent City because his mom did a food drive um, in remembrance of his brother a couple months ago um, and where she um, fed, fed the homeless and was given away. I think it was a clothing drive too. And, um, but I had never gone to the area. So it was very like humbling and just, I, I was actually just like, whoa, you know, like to see, um, you know, so many people, you know, living in tents. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, didn't it increase due to COVID? Like, I think people lost their homes and stuff. And so more people were added due to COVID. Yeah. Uh, I, Tent City, um, it wasn't there before the pandemic started. Um, I'm, obviously, you have your uh, amount of homeless people who uh, chill outside of the men's shelter and the women's shelter. But it, it grew gradually during the pandemic and it, it just resided over there. And it, it um, 
It's very sad. It really it is. is sad. Oh my gosh. Like that's why I try not to ever complain, you know, because when you see something like that, I was just like, wow, I can't even imagine because his family's out there. It shocked me when I moved back to Charlotte because like he said, it wasn't there before. And when I moved back and I kept hearing about it and I drove past the area, I'm like, where did all these homeless people come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. So that was cool that I, that I saw that he gave back and, um, you know, that's what all of us needed to, you know, be mindful of and just do, you know, more of, if you know, as much as you can. So I wanted to give LaMelo my black excellence for this week. So this Shout week, Mello. yeah. So this week we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to, we're not going to do hot topics because I want to get into the conversation. And so we're just going to roll into the thought of the week. So for the thought of the week, I just want to get the male perspective on a few questions that I have for them. So I'm about to, I'm to grill them, y'all. I'm about to grill them. We're gonna see what they say. We're gonna see. Don't 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 get don't get us in trouble with the uh with our male counterparts. Like this is not gonna be on some think like a man part three. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna name the episode that. Um okay. <laughs> So I'm going to start here. So this, well, I think it was like with this week or last week, JLo made comments about a man is useless until 33 because before 33, they're just so immature. What What do you think about that? And what do you think about how you are before your thirties? Does JLo have sons? I know she has children, but I'm not. She sure. got one. She has one. She got a boy and a girl. The, a boy so, and a girl. Like, they're twins, aren't they? Does she feel That's like. Right, kid. Like, oh. I don't agree with that statement. Of course, we all have to go through our like growing process and maturation process. But to say a man is useless before the age of 33 is like, that's disrespectful in a sense. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I, I agree and disagree. I mean, because she lives in a whole different world than us. I mean, you know, she's in like, like the top 18%. So the men that she's dealt with for the past 30 years, you know, they're, they're kind of forced to mature differently and at a slower pace. Uh, all they do is really throw money at things and everything will be, be okay, especially emotional issues. It's like, what you, you got a girlfriend or you got a wife or she's mad, okay, buy her something. I'm not talking something like out of, you know, the mall, but like if you drop a bag on something like a Birkin or buy her a whip, she'd be like, oh, okay, you know, that's just him. That's what he does. You know what I'm saying? But... And I also disagree because, I mean, like, bro, I'm 32, and uh, <laughs> I've definitely been useful in the past 10 years. So I can't, agree, I can't agree with that part. <laughs> but maybe she could have been speaking from the standpoint of like it just take y'all so long sometimes to get to your maturation process. Like no. I, I feel like at 25. 20 okay i'm gonna say 21 22 23 i i think my equivalency i feel like for men i think you guys are still kind of like almost like 1920 true as far as like how you act and then i think true. i don't think you really start really kind of maturing until like closer to your 30s like where you like really mature like where you can be like i'm a man probably like it's a difference between i would say a like boy 20, and a man. 25 25 and up is when you really become start to come into your own as far as uh being a man goes but i don't i mean i know women 
mature faster than men but you know there are some some females out here who still they don't they don't act their age so i i guess it depends on who the person is and you know how they were raised honestly yeah i think life experiences factors into that a lot i don't think you could just strictly base it off of age yeah i agree i can agree with that okay so let me ask you so I had this question a couple episodes ago um, with the girls and we discussed, um, we kind of was discussing respectability. So I'm going to kind of switch gears here. So if you caught a vibe, like you out, you caught a vibe with a girl and you know, you had sex the first night or maybe you had sex very quickly. Would that change your perception of the girl? Absolutely not. No, (laughs) the sooner the better. (laughs) we're grown we're adults we know what we're doing you know what's the point yeah yeah i agree with that as teens though it's it's a little different right so i mean like the late teens 20s up until like maybe 25 i mean sometimes even older it's like yeah if if i get that early then um i i don't think i want it again you know what i'm saying but if she if she uh, allows me to wait or she makes me wait then it'll be a little bit more respect there but then again it's a thin line so you know so would you be more into dating like would you be like courting if if it was like you were kind of like waiting do you think you would be dating or would it just be y'all just kind of kicking and talking on the phone until you actually have sex and then what it'd be over it's just like i got the prize i don't want i mean that's what i'm asking that's that's what i'm asking you i mean you know because i guess what i wonder is like sometimes do you if you had sex early would you still want to date him? I've done that in my last two relationships. And they lasted for years. So I, I don't see the problem. I don't. Like, I can't judge her for something that she wants just as bad as I do. If she just happens to act on it, then so be it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for, for me, my <laughs> my wife made me wait. So, yeah, I, I stuck around for a minute <laughs> before I was able to get in the bedroom but i mean you know we still here so and i was what 18 so yeah so what makes you so when okay like we see how everybody kind of like complain about like meg and city girls and all of that so what do you think makes uh like a woman be classified if you were to classify her as a hoe like i'm not really sure at this point in life like how to even how to even define a hoe me personally, like, I don't even know, but I'm wondering what as men, like, what would you, if you felt like somebody was a hoe, what would, how would they be a hoe? Man, if, you, a, if you think that. <laughs> it's a, it's a thin line because I mean, like I was saying, like liberation is, you know, it's, it's come back around now, like in the seventies where, you know, men and women, they just have sex casually and there's really nothing wrong with it. But if you got like a gang of bodies though, and like everybody know about it, like, like Tiana Trump, I, have y'all ever seen that interview that she did where she was saying like when she was in college, she had banged like the whole football team, something like no. that. <laughs> yeah, like she went through the whole football team and she wasn't like ashamed. And so like on that level, then yeah, you, you're a dog. You know what I'm saying? But if you casually having sex, you know what I'm saying? You're going out with, you dating men or whatever and you, you know, it, it might just so happen that y'all feeling each other and it, and y'all have sex, then it is what it is. Um, I 
I just don't feel like hoes exist anymore. When I was younger, I thought that because of like what society was telling me what a hoe was, but yeah, the 33 year old man and having a lot of women friends, not like sexually, but like platonic women friends in here, their perspectives on things. It's just like, it's just sex. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause it's, I I guess it's, it's how, how you care, how the woman carries herself. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've had a friend who, you know, she would tell me about her sexual experiences all the time and it would just be like, okay, okay. You did that. Okay. So how you feel about him afterward? Okay. He respected you. You know what I'm saying? You feel like y'all going to see each other again. Y'all going to kick it or y'all going to go separate ways. Okay, cool. Yeah, when you're in your 30s, it's a little bit different than when you're in your 20s because when you're in your 20s, you're in the streets, you're running around, you're fast, you're seeing everything, you want to touch everything, hit everything. I think also, too, I think because you see, especially in present day, you see more women taking just ownership of their bodies. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's like hard for me um, to say like, oh, well, she's a hoe. I don't I don't personally feel that way, nor do I feel like, do, nor do I feel that if you catch a vibe and you know things happen that is something to be judged because i mean it happens all the time where you were human mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i do think that women are held still held at a different standard than men and i'm about to give an example so you know we've been seeing like the silhouette challenges and all this stuff and i mean i've seen some crazy ones like i've seen some you know dudes when the lights go out they they, they dig bouncing around and all types of shit so i've seen it and then <laughs> in the same breath of that you know you had a little chloe uh bailey she get on there and she did a little bus challenge and walked around in her panties burning some sage and i mean the comments and the way people came for her was like absolutely crazy and was like how she's just you know trying to be a little skank and shit i, I mean i was astonished by it but i'm like but men you know have talked sexually been sexual forever but right when a woman just a little bit i mean she still to me was just i didn't think i didn't think it was too sexually racy in general i mean it was okay but it was such a big yeah, issue i've seen i've seen a video and i actually liked it yeah um, i did too and she's yeah, too because she was i mean she did she did do i don't want to get the challenges wrong the busted the challenge, challenge. She did do busted challenge and it was it was tasteful i i've seen several videos where it's just like bro your kid probably in the background recording you exactly so you probably need to go sit down somewhere but um no I, it's a double standard like it has always been right you know men are allowed to do certain things that women can't and that's just what we've been taught so when we do see someone like um chloe and Haley who came in the game as teenagers and then they're under the wing of beyonce and it's just like okay well you know what i'm saying like your mentor isn't doing this then so so why should you or like I guess she she's still what like 20, 21, 22, 22. something like that. Might be twenty three. So she she yeah she came into the role or she came into her role with her sister as like wholesome girls. Yeah. From what we seen or what we knew, and the songs weren't too risque. So it's just like okay, now you're doing this busted challenge or whatever. And, you know, but anyway, the internet gonna always have something to say. You can't win when it comes to the internet. You're gonna lose. It's toxic yeah. behavior. But I just be wondering, like you know, I guess would you classify, um men who are you know have a, a a lot of sexual partners like would you view them differently than how you would view a woman like how you just talked about the girl that went through the whole football team but if that was reversed and it was a man would it be a big deal yeah oh, you, you know but that's a porn star though i would just want to get at disclosure 
Yeah, but there's dudes yeah, out here, right? There's dudes out here right now that have bodies enough to be porn stars too. We know some. Oh yeah. Yeah, we know some personally. So please stop it. Please stop it. I was just saying because I, I didn't say that she was an actress prior when I made that statement. So I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I but I, I from like being in high school when I played football, there was a girl. She um I'm not gonna say her name, but she ran track. And of course, during football season and track season, they're close together. And so after practice, you know, she would be in the locker room, you know, like doing her thing with a lot of guys. And looking back on it, it's kind of like she was labeled as a hoe. But if it was a guy and he was sleeping with all the cheerleaders, we'd be like, oh, you that nigga. Like, mm-hmm. that. so like, the double standard is just it's fucked up. It's always been fucked up. Hopefully. Where do y'all think it came from? Like, where do you think these standards came from? Just from just society in general, just growing up? Um, yeah. We live in like Definitely. a society. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, women, men are put on this pedestal to where you're allowed a lot of privileges. And women, they were kind of like supposed to be viewed as pure and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so outside of that, we, you're wrong. You're labeled, and yeah, yeah. But I, we also got to take into consideration that, like, businesses have been selling sex for like years. So, well, I mean, anything within the media, movies, magazines, commercials, TV, TV shows, music videos, especially, and then songs. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, we were kind of conditioned to over-sexualize women, bro. So when we see a woman and women kind of, were kind of conditioned to, if they want to feel sexy, then show skin. So you put you put those two together, then that's what you have. You have a promiscuous woman and you have a promiscuous man. And the society is going to look down or frown upon that promiscuous woman, but praise the man. It's just like, so that's the double standard that we've been living in. But yeah, that also... Toxic masculinity plays a big role in that too. What well, well, um, was my next thing? Where where do you think toxic masculinity? Um, like, how do you think it's developed? Like, how like why do you think some men have it? I think all men have it, bro. I mean, but it's not like it's not like catapulted though. You may have, and you not you you don't even know it because I I, I honestly think that like we're taught it in like school, like grade school, bro, and and not even we're not even aware of it. You see what I'm saying? Because our history books are talk all about men. Majority. Yeah. Majority men. You see what I'm saying? And then when it came to the women, it had to be like some special event going on, like women's voting rights or, you know what I'm saying, like Madam C.J. Walker um, or or uh, Michelle Obama being, you know, Barack Obama's, you know, wife. You see what I'm saying? So, it, it, that's how I feel about it. I I think um like I read a lot of kind of like blogs and status and posts and I seen one before it was going around and it said black black I can't remember verbatim but something along the lines of black men treat black women the same way white men treat black men. And <clears throat> I think That's a lot of Ties and it ties into like toxic masculinity because you're afraid to lose 
like certain privileges that you've had your whole life over women. Like you don't want to lose the being superior to a woman. So you feel like you need to keep them contained and confined into this little space as to what a woman can be. Like I know a lot of guys who call Cardi, Meg, the city girls, like all the the popping female rappers, like they call them hoes. Like, well, why? Right. I never understand that either. Yeah, you was watching fucking Dr. Dre and Snoop pour 40s on women when you was in elementary school. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and, you know, I was, uh, this was like, what, I think a week and a half ago. Sometimes I be feeling like black men, like, hate black women sometimes. Like, I feel that way sometimes. No, and like, no, no. No, I feel that way sometimes. I feel like the culture of protecting women has just gone down. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give an example. Um, so I don't know if y'all heard about the woman in New York who was going to go get a bottle of wine from the store. The guy was asking for a number or whatever. And she was like, I'm good. You know, she just going to get a bottle of wine. Well, due to her, like basically rejecting him, they, him and his boys beat the shit out of her, tried to bite her, like bit her face. Like damn, they try to like gauge her fucking eye out all because she didn't want to give her phone number. That shit happens yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah. I mean, you see this stuff all the time. I, re- I remember the, like, and this was like about seven years ago. Um, one of the main reasons why I don't even like really going to clubs in general. Um, this was, and this, it was all of us was there. Um, Cash, you weren't there. I think you were at school, but we all, we all went out as a group. Um, it was me and Montrese and we we're walking to the restroom. Jermonte, you're out there somewhere. And so we're walking forward and this guy yanked Montrese's arm so hard while she's going forward so he yanked her back that I thought he was gonna literally snap her fucking arm off like I was I was pissed you know what I'm saying and like it's always that fear of women as to like you know sometimes you don't feel like that people are here to protect you and I don't always feel that way about black men because I'm like why why is it always these standards and I'm not saying all but I do feel like with some you know you either have some that treat women like shit you know or they have the toxic masculinity or they treat them like as if they own them. And I don't think anybody owns anybody. Like, even if you're married, you don't own the person. Yeah. That's, that's a, that may be like a superior complex, man. I, I've never been the one to, you know, grab a woman in the club, but, um, that's crazy. It's it's all, it's all, it's all traits. It's it's all traits that can be harmful to both men and women. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, when you, when you think about it, you know, we were taught like this is how a heterosexual male is supposed to be. You can't back in the day when we were growing up, it, it, it was it was frowned upon um, to be gay. You know what I'm saying? You had to dress this way. You had to walk this way. You had to like these type of things. But, you know, I me, mean, I let I let go of toxic masculinity. Sometimes when I'm in the car and I got I got the ox cord, the homies don't want to give me the ox cord. Or like if I'm in the car, I just put it on the radio because they know if I'm in the ox cord and I got my <laughs> I got my music playing, it might go from Gucci Mane to Elena's Morset, bro, in like five minutes. So, you know, I'll be all over the place, and it's just it, it's really just a burden, bro, just to keep up with people people's perspective of how you should live your life, right? Like the dogma, like. It's, it's, it's time out for that you know what else i think i think so with some stuff it starts when like you said like when you're young um just as, uh like i when i used to see stuff especially when um when isaiah was younger i used to always say stuff like you know 
but you do like he'll talk to me about something I'm like but you do realize women can do this too like I always will oh, point yeah. out that you know because a lot of times you know you'll see even in the sport world we'll be like oh well, she can't do this oh girls can't dunk they can't do this and like that's where I think some of it starts like even at like young ages um where you're taught that women aren't as strong or aren't as fast and can't do the same thing as men do and I think women can do the same thing that men can do but I think it takes in order for that uh like the toxic masculinity like kind of like vibe I think in order for it to change it has to start with how you raise up you know your kids and the Mm -hmm. things that you teach them like not teaching your son that you know you have some men who teach their sons you're a man once you get you know a certain amount of bodies you know so they feel like I need to be doing these things when like I think men I think little boys should be taught more often it's okay to wait what what number are you chasing you know what I'm saying like I mean pussy is great but what what are you chasing as a boy when you're still a boy you, you don't mm-hmm. even know yourself or what you got going on at that at that mm-hmm. point. I think that should be taught more often, just like we teach women, you know, that, oh, you should wait. But nobody ever really teach their sons like, you know, it's cool waiting. It's no big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I teach that, though. I'd be like, wait, you know, because you can always get pussy. It's always going to be here, you know, whether you're 18, 19, 25. It doesn't fucking matter. But there's people that start telling their sons at like 12, 13, Go ahead out there. Is it that early? It yes, that people early. are fucking at like eight years old. Oh, a couple oh. of people. I, I watched one of my friends when I was in, he was a few years older than me. I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Barry was probably in like sixth grade. I watched him have sex with a girl. Like, I remember her mom left and we, in our apartment complex, we snuck around to the back and he had me be the lookout. He had sex with her on like her kitchen floor, and I was looking out. And I was in like fourth grade, like watching this. Oh, that's and early. Six. So, like thinking back on it, like I'm older now, but I'm thinking back, like it's no way any of us should have been in that situation. Mm, yeah, that's it's true. true. And that's why, if you ever listen to some of these like rappers, like, if you actually listen to some of their stories, like even like prime example, like Lil Wayne. I mean, he was like eight. He was like seven or eight. And even Charlamagne talked no, about he how. Wasn't. Yes, he, he was. was. Only like 14 when he lost his virginity. No, he was not. He had the baby at 12, 13. He had Raging A. He, if you go, if you listen to an interview, Lil Wayne started having sex at eight or nine. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. But that's why I think he has, the, you know, such sexual issues. Like, you know, as far as like just being faithful and all that other stuff. And then yeah. even when Charlemagne talked about it, you know, he talked about how at, at the time he thought it was cool. And then he came back later and was like, oh, I realized like, you know, I actually was raped because mm-hmm. it wasn't okay. I think the girl that messed with him was like, um, either it was a woman or it was like she was late teenage years and he was like 10. Yeah, I think he said it was his yeah. babysitter or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and I think those things should be talked about more, but I think that does shape you, you know, um, whether somebody's, you know, trying to push you to do it or you have experiences like that. I think it shapes you as a man. Well, what you think yeah. is, is right. I think ultimately, ultimately though, the our, our culture is going to have to change. Um, like as far as like what we listen to, um, like the the music we listen to, like the the rap lyrics, and and now sometimes even like the R and B lyrics. It used to be about straight love, you know what I'm saying? Relationships. Now it's about like getting straight to the point, like fucking. And the women are saying if you ain't got the bag, then you can't get this pussy because this pussy is you know it's diamond. It's it's like gold, and which is it's true. 
you know what I'm saying, for, for a, a, a lot of cases. But, you know, that, that carries on from generation to generation. So that's what, and don't get me wrong, because I was listening to it too. But like you were saying earlier, if you have, if, you, if you're sitting down with your, your child and you're telling your child, like, this is how a man's supposed to treat a woman and vice versa, you know what I'm saying? Um, but then he goes out and he's met with peer pressure or, or she's met with peer pressure. And then they're also listening to this music and watching these movies, you know what I'm saying? That's already promoting sex. It's just like, okay, should I listen to my parent who always write on my ass and not really cool? Or should I just do what's cool and what everybody else is doing? And that's, that's like, that's the balance that you have to, you deal with, especially in your preteen, preteen going into teens. Yeah. This is definitely a rocky situation. Yeah. It, the preteen years is tough. Teenage years is too. For sure. Okay. So I saw this thing online the other day and it said that when women are hurt in relationships, they try to talk. When men are hurt in relationships, they cheat. Do y'all think that's valid? Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That that's 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 that that may be valid. Yeah, so, I, I think so. It's a little bit of truth to it. I agree and disagree. I would say because I've been hurt before, and sometimes women aren't as receptive to men when you're trying to like express how you feel in a relationship, how you feel about certain things, or what you're disappointed in, or how they might have even hurt you, and. I've been in situations before where I was told that I'm being dramatic or I'm over-exaggerating or I I need to stop being so emotional. So yeah, that did cause me to go out and cheat because it's like, all right, well, clearly you're not understanding where I'm coming from. So I'm going to just go over here where this girl who I've already been talking to about my problems understands where I'm coming from. And she wants me to give her the dig anyway. So shit, it's a two for one. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been on both sides of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If I, if you if you want race to express your sentiment like openly at an early age, so like as an adult, it's a little bit more difficult to uh, approach emotions the way you're supposed to, especially if you have a significant other. So for, for me, uh, my, my step my stepdad, when I was younger, my stepdad, he was always on the road. So like, I never seen him, um, especially, you know what I'm saying, ninth through 12th grade. I, I'd probably seen him like maybe like six times. So we never had those heart to heart talks about anything. You know, my, my mom and my aunts, they, they were the ones to, to, to raise me and my brother and they expressed love, but it was it was it was tough love. So it was like there was there was emotion, but it was just like uh, you gotta look the world cold. You gotta toughen up. You gotta you gotta be straightforward uh, because you know no, nobody's gonna care for you but you. So that's how I used to approach. I used to approach my situations uh, like so. The catalyst for me was definitely my wife. She she broke down my wall. Cause she's seen it. She's seen that I was trying to express myself, but I was doing it in a passive aggressive way. And uh, she's seen that. So she, she worked with me and she stuck with me. She stuck by me. 
You know, we've been together since we were kids. So there were some times that I definitely fucked up and she she should have left. But, you know, we worked it out and, you know, she she stayed with me. And I, I'm a very appreciative of that for sure. So why do you think that? I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, why do you think that some men don't communicate and like and also why do you think sometimes it's feel like having feelings like how cash you said that you were told sometimes you're emotional like why do you think that's viewed as weak as far as like with men we're not taught that as as little boys because little boys right like tough strong aggressive like you got to be especially when you grew up in like a hood you got to be like a a little fucking gorilla outside you have to be tough all the time you come in the house crying such and such. Go back out there. You, somebody did this to me. Well, go beat the ass up. Like, you don't really get time to be emotional and tap in with your feelings unless you have that that type of parent. But the yeah, and, and I we, let's not let's not bash the men. You know, for the for the rest of this episode, we it's some women like aggressive, non emotional men that's going you know, jack her up and be like, nah, this is the way it's going to go. And she'd be like, mm, mm, child, like, mm. Girl, guess what he did to me? And then he put it down on me last night. Mm, I ain't, he know I ain't going nowhere now. Like, on situations like that, because I know I've I've dated women in the past that just, they didn't they didn't understand my 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 introvert side. So it's, they they reacted more to me being aggressive and, you know, talking shit. And that's what actually made them attract more. So I'm like, okay, this is what's working. Oh, I'm about to test this theory for sure. <laughs> I think that's funny because I just had this conversation on my other podcast about um, being in a relationship like that. But the thing is, though, I think that sometimes you're just trained to think because that might be your norm. Like, like tragicness and toxicity might be a norm for you if all you ever saw. So you feel like it's okay. You know, because it's definitely not, I, I definitely, I'm like, I'm not bashing men because I mean, I went through this as a woman. So I, where I had to change the approach of how I talk to people and how I treated people yeah. because I mean, I used to be crazy too. Like where I, you know, you might get cussed out depending on what day you came at me. Right. But I realized like, you know, everybody doesn't want to be treated like that. And some people that accept it and they, you know, they're fine with it, you know, and then you go have some makeup sex. Well, I think they've kind of normalized toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's also something you have to grow out of as well because when you you, you become older in age um those things don't fly you you have to communicate especially if you're on a, a long-term relationship or you plan on building something with a significant other um the the, the toxicness it it doesn't last it doesn't make the relationship strong and lack of communication just leads down a bad path so yeah so how do you think, go ahead. No. No, I'm just wondering, like, you, y'all bring up um, valid points, and I, I agree with you, but how do you change the narrative? Like, how do you, how do you change it? I asked you the other night, Jamonte, I asked you, do you, have, do you have a village? And so I really do wonder, like, as men, do y'all have a village where you can sit and talk to each other about how you feel with no judgment? I will say this. It's like a, a group of, how many of us is it? Six? Six. Yeah. Out of all five of them, I feel the most comfortable coming to Monte, honestly, because I feel like we're 
we're kind of on that same wavelength when it comes to like talking about what it is to be a man, and feelings and thoughts and emotions. So, yeah, we do have a village, but I feel more comfortable coming to him because I think he can relate the most. Yeah, I, I sit down. <laughs> I'm like the I'm like the the dad of the group, you know, because I I had gray hair <laughs> at 17 in my beard, you know what I'm saying. So I always felt wise. So I'm always talking to the guys about just things that they not even trying to hear. I'm sure most of the time, but it's just like, bro, you got to hear it. Cause if I'm, if, if ain't nobody else telling you, then I'm definitely going to be the one to tell you. But yeah, my, my village is, is tight. You know, I believe in loyalty. Um, so, you know, the six of us, including you, Mika, my wife, and a few other people who I classify as my village. And that hasn't changed for a long time. So I feel like sometimes I, you try to kick me out of the village. Like sometimes I try to get drunk and talk to Jamonte and he'll though, be like, uh, he'll be like, Mika, nobody's trying to have no fucking emotional ass conversation at midnight. And I'm she'd like, she'd be iffy though, bro. She'd be digging though. Because look, okay, <laughs> hey, Boogie, when, when it, it, when it comes to Mika, sometimes I just be wanting to just lay it all out, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just how that, that heart to heart. But then it's just like, she's biased because she's my sister-in-law. So I have to think sometimes like, okay, uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. I might stay down the wrong path, so she might not be ready for it. And then when she get mad at me, she's going to be like, Montrese, well, this is what Jamonte told me. You know? so, but I would never do that, though. I would I would never do that, though. And that's why I, when you every time you say that, I'm like, I would never do I wouldn't. If you everything you ever talked to me about, I have never repeated to Montrese, never. Yeah. Just like no, Bryce if she said something to me about you. I've never, and I talk to you all the time. I've never repeated it to the other person because I don't even want to be in your shit. So I don't even yeah. be like that. You fake, Jamonte. It's so crazy. <laughs> nah, That's you, so crazy. You, you, let me tell you what it is, though. And if you know me, I, I've said this several times. I don't even, I don't even believe that the word trust should even be in the dictionary. I, I believe in faith, so I have faith that you wouldn't tell her. But just to to keep my sanity and know that if I was to tell you something that I was 100% sure you should know, I just keep to myself. I understand. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess myself. I understand. I guess. Yeah. I, I do be but trying that, to have that, emotional conversations, though. That, that village is real, though. And I'm, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you an example because <clears throat> Boogie, yeah, he, he's on the episode. So probably like 2018, when we went to D.C., Boogie, when we went to D.C., and we, we was there, it was the fellas, and we was having a good time. And at that time, we was just like, we were about to go into our 30s. It was just like, you know, our fighting days is over. Like, you know, that's that's old. One of my homies used to say he was a, we were the only crew that would go to the club just to fight in outdoor shoes. So <laughs> that's how that's how we that's how we used to move. So when we went to DC, you know what I'm saying? We was having a good time and we ended up on um uh DuPont, DuPont Circle, and it was just like a bunch of people out there. So anyway, it, it was like a situation going on and, you know, casket fly. And so he was fly. He had on like some floral print shirt with some hard bottoms. You know what I'm saying? And this guy was just like taunting him. And I'm like, okay, I already know how this about to go. So let me just redirect the crew and we can just go elsewhere. Because if they if he keep on taunting them, I already know it's going to So I'm like, buddy, let's just go this way. We're going to go this way. So bruh had said something to Cass. And Cass popped off, boom, laid him out, boom. So we all scrapping or whatnot. But <clears throat> during the situation, I had ended up breaking my hand. 
so that kind of ruined my whole year uh, having to get surgery, you know, and, and be out of work or whatever. But because uh, me, me, me and Cass and the rest of the crew are so close, I didn't have a problem telling him like, bro, this is how I felt about the whole situation and um, how it went down. I, you know, I wasn't, you know, very appreciative of that because, you know, we were in a city that we didn't know where we, where we didn't know anyone. And, you know, as black men, we could have either been, you know, shot by the police or we could have been shot by just a pedestrian. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, we got to start thinking. And he was receptive to that. And he was like, bro, you know, I understand. You know what I'm saying? My father, I apologize. And even when I was on bed rest, he was checking on me, you know, see how I was doing or whatever. He would come to the crib and we would chill and we would talk. You know what I'm saying? So that when it comes to your village, <clears throat> you have to make sure you have people in your circle like that to have those conversations, those hard to hard conversations, because if it was somebody else and I told him how I felt, they would be like, well, nigga, I ain't tell you to swing. I, I ain't break your hand. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's just, yeah. The village is very important. It is important. I think everybody should have one, you know? Um, okay. So my last question for y'all, what advice would you give your younger person? Go ahead, Boogie. I would tell myself, don't, I, I guess just have more faith in the decisions that you make. Cause I learned the the older I got, it was kind of like just be to be more confident in myself. But when I was younger, I was always second guessing and doubting. Like I would see a situation in totality, but I would always revert back to the negative aspect of it. Like, well, if I do do it and it doesn't work out and I can end up like this instead of thinking like, but what if it does work out and you'll end up in a much better situation. So really just to be more confident, just, you know, be more confident and self-assuring in myself and stop feeling like I needed it from, I guess like outside. Cause I always had my mother, my father was never really in my life like that. And that may be another reason because with her it came it was just like automatic. I didn't have to ask her for anything. She was just always there for the advice. But it got to a point where I felt like that wasn't enough. And I was searching for, I guess, reassurance for somewhere else. And when I didn't get it, it would just cause me to like fall back and not pursue, pursue certain things. Yeah, that's real. I get that. For me, it would be to, to believe in the process. Um, uh, I, I've learned that it's life is definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, shout out to Nifty Hustle, rest in peace. And um, yeah, just, just, just I love the process that you're in, even in your ups and downs. Like opens come with life. It's you. You can't avoid it. It's yin yin yang. You, you can't have ups without downs, and vice versa. So just don't be too hard on yourself. And um, express yourself more often. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I definitely think that just knowing y'all for so long, I me mean, both of you guys have come a long way in general. I think you're good men, you know, which is why I wanted to bring you guys on here. Jamonte, you're a friend of the show, but I mean, I think about you when I first met you to now, it's like night and day. I was like, who is this person? Is this guy? <laughs> All right. When I first met him, I was like, who? Who? Right. 
this baggy um, black label jeans i'm telling you <laughs> but um but no really though like i think i think y'all are super dope and so i i went easy on y'all today just know that i wasn't trying to um i didn't want to give y'all too much but um but i appreciate y'all coming on and joining on the conversation this was good this was good I appreciate no it. problem thank you for having us yeah all right and so also i just want to say that don't forget to follow 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 the pod uh instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast twitter ijmt podcast and my uh my email is a ijmt podcast at gmail.com um the pod is also streaming on most streaming platforms so make sure you follow like subscribe and rate the show like always i thank you so much for listening smika here and i appreciate you mm-hmm.